Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard, boys and girls, to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. We're so happy you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing on this beautiful fall day. My goodness, if this isn't a Chamber of Commerce day, I don't know what is. That day that uh, uh, Chambers of Commerce uh, pine for with its, uh, what is it, 78 degrees, sunshine, leaves are starting to turn. It's... uh, it's a beautiful day in the city, and uh, on Wednesday, September 27th, 5.08 uh, p.m., and uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun today. Glad that you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing, and don't forget, if you miss any past episodes, you can always check us out on your favorite podcast platform any li- anytime you like, uh, or just go to KLIN.com, uh, live stream us there, uh, or also find... Uh, uh, past episodes on the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, well, say hello to our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Johnny Cadillac. Oh my goodness, Dan! It's a, uh, it's been a day today, but I am ready now to be educated, informed, <laughs> and entertained. Well, that's what we hope to do every darn day. Uh, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. Uh, uh, entertain. Uh, we'll try to do all of that, entertain, inform, educate. Uh, but uh, I've got some bad news, though, Johnny, uh, for our entertainment uh, segment of the week. Uh, we won't be doing uh, Friday Afternoon Club, at least not here on Friday. Well, it's true. So no show Friday and no show Thursday. So uh, tomorrow's the big uh, uh, Team Jack uh, marathon, a radiothon here on the station. So we yep. hope you'll tune into that and give generously to that wonderful cause. And- I was like, I'll still be working that one, but they won't be. You guys won't be hearing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be behind the scenes. Yep. So yeah, program note: no Dan Parsons show tomorrow, no Dan Parsons show on Friday because Friday is uh, uh, volleyball, I believe. Yeah, it's volleyball. Yeah, it's not football because football Saturday. So, yeah, we get preempted by some Husker volleyball. I think they're on the road uh, tomorrow. Or, excuse me, yeah, tomorrow. Right. Friday. <laughs> we'll get it straight. Thursday is tomorrow. There's no show because of the Jackathon, uh, Radiothon for uh, Team Jack. And uh, no show on Friday because of uh, Husker Volleyball. So uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. But, hey, in the meantime, boy, we're going to pour it on today because uh, we've got some things to chat about, and and hopefully you'll uh, uh, you'll learn a thing or two. Uh, but follow us on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, and Facebook. And if you uh, caught uh, the Twitter, uh, excuse me, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, today, this afternoon, and uh, Facebook, uh, we did a little preview of what's coming up in the second half of the show today. Uh, we'll welcome in on the phone lines um, Mr. Ryan Horn, a political, political consultant uh, from Omaha. And uh, Ryan is... Um, uh, a Republican a political consultant has been his whole career, and uh, he does. Uh, he's done races here in Nebraska. He's done races across the country, and he is one of the people that I rely on uh, to tell me the po- the uh, pulse of the voters in this uh, in this country. And so we're going to break down tonight's uh, Republican presidential debate uh, that's coming up tonight at the uh, uh, Ronald Reagan Library. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, former President Trump's chances uh, from Ryan's perspective of 
uh, <clears throat> of winning uh, the GOP primary and and getting back to uh, to the White House. So that'll be entertaining. Uh, I can guarantee you, Ryan is a hoot, uh, very informative <clears throat> political consultant. So please stick around for that in the second half of the show. And um, yeah, a couple of other notes of things that we've been following here on the show that. Uh, that we've been talking about and hopefully uh, of interest to you. Tonight is the Ybor Second Chance Kitchen uh, uh, fundraiser uh, down at uh, the Jane Snyder Trail Center uh, from 6 to 8, the Taste of Hope. Uh, And if you heard last uh, Friday's show, you learned a little bit more about that uh, wonderful nonprofit project uh, uh, centered around uh, Cuban cuisine, uh, specifically a Cuban sandwich. And so that event, it's a free event. You can actually go and eat for free. Uh, they hope that you're impressed with their food and their mission. Uh, and their mission is, as the name implies, uh, Second Chance Kitchen. Uh, they give second chances for individuals who have been incarcerated. So it's just a wonderful nonprofit. Uh, if you didn't catch that show, you can go back and and listen to it. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's uh, happening tonight uh, from 6 to 8. I know I'm going to be down there and see some of my chef friends. And uh, Chef Kevin's down there and Chef uh, Matt Taylor from Omaha, who we had on the show last week. So uh, anyway, that's tonight, uh, 6 to 8. And then uh, coming up uh, this weekend, the big Michigan football game against Nebraska. And uh, uh, the city of Lincoln, uh, our city council, is hosting a tailgate uh, under the bridge, a food truck fest uh, to be held at the tailgate. They're having a tailgate at the food truck location uh, that they have started, that the city has started down at 7th and K. Uh, And that's, if you're not familiar with that area, that's underneath uh, the Rosa Park uh, Rosa Parkway uh, Bridge, and uh, so that's a, a, a public uh, f- uh, location for food trucks, and uh, and I think they've got some uh, set up for uh, skating uh, as well uh, permanently down there, and uh, and so they're trying to get people used to going down to that area because eventually the new South Haymarket Park is going to be built in that area, so. Uh, the whole South Haymarket area is starting to build up down there, and so the city is promoting that, and, and they will host a uh, tailgate party uh, this Saturday before the game, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., so check that out. And as we mentioned, no shows tomorrow, no show Friday, and so plan your week accordingly. Well, as we mentioned, uh, the... Um, uh, the debate tonight, the, the presidential debate tonight that we're going to be talking about uh, in depth in the second half of the show uh, is being held at the Ronald Reagan uh, Library and uh, out in California. And if you are, uh, again, if you're not following us on the Facebook and uh, X, uh, I posted just a few minutes ago a picture of your uh, your host uh, at the Ronald Reagan Library. So if you want to, if you want, and Johnny didn't even recognize me. I said, Johnny, look at this guy standing in front of uh, uh, at the presidential uh, Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in front of uh, Air Force One, and Johnny didn't recognize me. That's how long ago it's been. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then yeah, eventually I opened my eyes, but it took me a minute. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Johnny and I have had this uh, conversation privately before. Of uh, uh, Johnny asked me one day, "Who's your favorite president of all time?" 
And I said, uh, Abraham Lincoln. No, I didn't say Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I think you asked me the question in my lifetime. Well, I, I, in my lifetime, I, I know I asked you that. But I may have asked you for your lifetime, too. Yeah. Anyway, my answer was then, and still is, uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, I grew up a, a Reaganite uh, back in the 80s, first president that I ever voted for, and got to do that a couple times. And uh, that's what got me involved in politics. Uh, uh, well, back to the Nixon era when I was just a kid, uh, started following uh, uh, the uh, Watergate scandal. That's what originally got me uh, interested in politics. But by the time I was a young adult and able to uh, cast a vote for the first time, uh, it was Ronald Reagan. So anyway, I with, uh, took my family years ago. If you see that photo, uh, you'll see that it's uh, it's a few years old. But uh, So if you've ever had a chance to go to any of the presidential libraries, I encourage you to do that. They're just fascinating uh, historical uh, perspective. But anyway, we took the whole family one summer uh, out to the Ronald Reagan Library. And so since the debate uh, tonight is at the Ronald Reagan Library, I dug through my archives and posted that picture. So anyway, check that out. Tell me what you think. Uh, um, not quite as many gray hairs <laughs> back. I'm trying to think when that was. I don't even know. But anyway, it was uh, all three kids were at home. I'll tell you that. So it's been a while. So anyway, uh, but uh, we are going to talk about in the second half of the show of presidential politics. And uh, one uh, story that caught my eye again, we're, you know, we're not shying away from uh, talking about the former president, uh, uh, Trump, and uh, and some of the legal troubles that uh, he's having. Uh, and it continues. A judge ruled, this is a AP story out of New York, um, and maybe you heard about this, and we'll get our political consultant's opinion on this as well today, but uh, when we have him on in the second half of the show. But a judge ruled uh, Tuesday, excuse me, uh, yesterday, uh, that Donald Trump committed fraud for years while building the real estate empire that uh, catapulted him to fame and the White House. Uh, and this judge ordered some of the former president's companies removed from his control and dissolved. Uh, the judge ruled in a civil lawsuit uh, brought by the New York uh, Attorney General uh, found that Trump and his company deceived banks, insurers, and others by massively overvaluing his assets. So uh, that's of note. We'll, uh, but yeah, uh, come back. We'll continue this conversation uh, after this quick break on 1,499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1,499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition. We're so happy you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing, on this lovely fall Wednesday afternoon here in the capital city of the greatest city in America, I like to say. Um, yeah, truth over tribalism, principle over politics. That's, uh, that's what we like to do every darn day here. But uh, coming up uh, in the second half of the show, uh, Mr. Ryan Horn, a political consultant, a Republican political consultant, longtime uh, a friend of the uh, show. Well, longtime friend of the show. This would be the second time he's ever been on here. Um, and uh, But uh, Mr. Horn uh, spent 10 years in commercial advertising and communications before returning uh, to political advertising in uh, 2015. So Ryan does political consulting for a number of different clients, <clears throat> not only here in Nebraska, but around the country. And, uh, and so I've asked Ryan if uh, 
uh, it's fairly timely to talk about politics today because um, the presidential uh, debate, uh, the Republican presidential debate, is happening tonight <clears throat> uh, live uh, from the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. And so we're going to handicap, ask uh, Ryan to handicap that a little bit for us uh, here in the second half of the show and uh, uh, and talk about um you know are any of those and and i think any of you that follow politics uh, may have heard that uh, former president trump who's the front runner clear front runner uh for the uh, nomination for the uh, presidential uh primary and in the republican party is not uh, attending the debate uh, he did not attend the first one uh, a few weeks back and he's not attending this one um and we'll talk about that a little bit i mean that seems to be and and as listeners know, I've been in politics on and off throughout my career, and it is a strategy, and we'll talk to Ryan about this, but it is a strategy. If you're the front runner, uh, you just tell your uh, opponents uh, to go pound sand, and it, you're not going to debate them. And uh, they may scream and holler and complain about it, but, uh, you know, what are they going to do? So that's basically the strategy that uh, former President Trump has, has taken, and and so anyway, we'll get Ryan's impression from that. But uh, yeah, and check out the pi- uh, the picture on our Facebook page of uh, a young <laughs> Dan Parsons at the uh, Reagan Library uh, back a few years. Uh, if you tell you what, if you can guess, if you can guess how old I am in that picture, uh, Johnny, I'll give you a donut. How about that? Right, Johnny? Oh, man, the pressure's on. (laughs) (laughs) We have a donut bet. In fact, that donut bet is related to presidential politics, right? Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Didn't we bet? Didn't I bet you? Oh, was uh, it that Trump was going to win the Republican Uh, vote? Yeah. Yeah. That President, former President Trump will win uh, the GOP primary and be the nominee for the party. I bet you that uh, it's been months ago. Yeah, but to counter that, if, if he doesn't, then you would only owe me a banana, so not quite a donut. <laughs> That's exactly right. So anyway, if some four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred talk or text, uh, if you can guess how old I am in that picture uh, back at the Reagan Library, back when uh, I took the whole family there, and I think I've talked enough about my family to know that uh, my kids are all grown and out of the house by now, then uh, Johnny will buy you a donut. <laughs> No pressure on me. <laughs> but just one. Do- what is, what's a donut go for these days? Oh, I don't know. I haven't is, is bought it, one in a long time. Yeah, because you said, because that was part of the bet. You said you're not going to do donuts, yeah. but, but you'd do a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're I was going to say that, that banana would be cheaper, but no. I, yeah, I don't know. It's been over a year since I've had a donut. Good so. for you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I drink this Pepsi, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, anyway, speaking of the presidential uh, primary in politics, uh, and and again, we'll uh, stay tuned after the uh, news break here at the bottom of the hour because we're going to have uh, uh, an expert on to talk about it. But uh, uh, looking at the polls uh, a little bit, and we'll talk about this with an expert, uh, but the, the current polling as of September 27th, so that is today, and this is uh, the 538 group uh, uh, that... Uh, combines all of the polling into one so they aggregate all of the polls Uh, and you know who knows that polls are how accurate they are i think we've seen in the last several campaign cycles that they don't really mean squat but anyway for whatever it is uh, whatever it means here's the uh uh to get you ready for second half of the show and get ready for the presidential debate tonight here is uh the polling numbers uh for the uh, republican presidential candidates 
Um, at the bottom, let's see. Let me go through this. Uh, last name. I don't even know some of these guys' uh, people's names. Heard. Uh, he's at point. Uh, uh, 0.4%. Asia Hutchinson is at 0.6%. Bergam, again, I've I've heard of him, but he's at Uh, uh, 0.9%. Tim Scott, Scott, uh, he's at 2.7%. Chris Christie, uh, former governor of New Jersey, is at 2.9%. Mike Pence, uh, former uh, vice president uh, under uh, President Trump, 4.6%. Four point six percent. Ramasamy, uh, the uh, gentleman who is, uh, I think, competing with Trump to be, uh, uh, you know, even right of Trump. He's at six point three percent. Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the United Nations, also at six point three percent. And Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, at thirteen point eight percent. I think if you add all those up. Uh, they don't even equal uh, what Trump has. Trump's at 54% as of today. Uh, this is 95% of polls projected to fall in this range. Um, so there you go, folks. Uh, we'll get uh, a political expert's opinion on uh, on <clears throat> can any of these folks break through and uh, challenge Trump for the GOP nomination <clears throat> for the president in 2024. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if I was a bet, ma- well, I am a bet man because I've already made bets. And uh, I don't, I, I usually bet things like donuts and bananas. So uh, anyway, uh, if I were to wager even more than a donut, uh, I don't think any of those folks have a snowball's chance and you know where to uh, overtake the former president but hey you know what uh strange things can happen and that's how you make a move is you make a big splash uh on the big stage uh like tonight uh at the reagan library in simi valley california uh where people will be watching uh, this presidential debate so if any of them can make a move and make some noise uh, tonight's the night boys and girls. So anyway, if you're a political nerd like me, uh, I don't know that I'm going to watch tonight, but I'll certainly uh, watch the clips and and analyze it uh, along with my political friends. But uh, uh, these are uh, these are interesting times that we live in. And uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who uh, the voters decide. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit of uh, local politics as well, because uh, uh, as we've said before, we uh, we like to highlight uh, our local political leaders. And, you know, I've, as I've said before, we've got two, count them, two United States Senate campaigns coming up next year in Nebraska. Has never happened before, uh, as far as in, in my memory, has never happened before. And again, that's because of uh, Senator Ben Sass resigning and taking the presidency at uh, in Florida, the uh, Florida University, and um, uh uh, Pete Ricketts uh, being appointed to that seat. So that's why there's two presidential, or excuse me, two uh, United States Senate races here in Nebraska next year. Well, uh, let's take this break for some news, and we'll come back uh, with Mr. Ryan Horn uh, after this uh, break on 1499.3 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to Hump Day. Uh, it's Wednesday here on the show. We're so happy that you chose to take us along for whatever you're doing on this lovely Wednesday fall afternoon. Uh, remember, if you miss uh, anything of the live version, you can always catch us anytime you like on demand on your favorite podcast platform or just go to klin.com and scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and find the episode you're looking for uh and follow us on x formerly known as twitter and the facebook account for the dan parsons show and you might see uh, a younger looking version of your host uh, back when i was at the reagan library a few years back um well it is my joy and honor to welcome back to the dan parsons show political consultant mr ryan horn ryan welcome to the show Joy and honor, my God, that's <laughs> But thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, Ryan. Well, I've been bragging you up uh, in the interim here, but uh, uh, as your bio says, you spent 10 years in commercial advertising and communications before returning back to the political advertising world in 2015. My question, my first question to you, my friend, is why in the H-E double toothpicks did you get back into uh, political advertising? Well, you know, it's it, the highlight of my commercial career is that I was in a brainstorming session for uh, our client, Taco John's, where we came up with Nachos Navidad as their Christmas special. And, uh, you know, I sort of had this thought, like, is this all there is? this all there is? Right. Like, this is my going to be my whole contribution to uh, uh, society. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just decided I wanted to have a little bit more of an impact on how things work and try to make America a better place beyond uh, slinging tacos. That's good. That's really cool. Well, you know, yeah, all of us who get involved in politics, at some point we say, yeah, let's change the world. Let's do some good. I was uh, Mm -hmm. opining before you came on uh, that, you know, I was a Reagan Republican. That's how I got the first president I voted for. I threw up the picture of me out in the Reagan Library uh, from years ago. And, yeah, uh, that's that's why we do this. We think we can have an impact and and make a change. And so, but yeah, I've I've known you for several years now, and you are a respected consultant uh, on the political on the Republican political side of the fence. And we've done some projects together through the years. But uh, in addition to uh, projects and campaigns here in Nebraska, you you do campaigns all over the country. In fact, all you said, over America. Yep, you said I was you in just, New Jersey uh, this morning. Uh, working on a campaign for the legislative uh, races that they have off your legislative races in New Jersey. And uh, we'll be down in Texas next week. And, yeah, we, we work all over. Very cool. Well, because uh, the big uh, presidential, well, I don't know how big it is, but there is a presidential debate on the Republican mm-hmm. side of the ticket uh, tonight at, out at the Reagan Library. And I thought we'd chat about that a little bit and just get your perspective uh, on that race. You bet. Well, it's it's. You know, I, I think the question is, is anyone going to try to make it a race? And no one seems willing to do that. And that, that seems to be, and maybe, maybe they can't. Maybe, uh, you know, they, it seems like everybody's running, working to try to make it to second place somewhere. Um, now I'm always a little bit skeptical of these national polls that come out during primaries, right? Because, 
no poll really matters until it's December in Iowa. Yep. yep. Um, and we and went, we went through that. We went through that, Ryan, a little while ago. And yeah, uh, we sure. Yeah, exactly. And so we'll, we'll we'll see. But I think at the end of the day, you can't. No one. It's just it's just sort of campaign strategy one on one. Like if you if you have an opponent who's well known and somewhat popular, um, and I say that within the Republican base, yep. Donald Trump is the most unpopular national political figure. Yep. With with the rest of America, with swing voters and moderate voters. And that's part of the problem for the Republicans. Is that, that is a fact. And that's not an opinion. That's based on uh, fact. Yeah, that that's fact. And but but right. But he's he's pretty popular within the Republican base. And, uh, you know, you don't you're not going to be you're not going to be win as an underdog candidate if you don't make a case against the front runner. And no one seems willing to really make a full-throated case against the front runner. Maybe they feel like they can't, like he's, uh, the Republican party is, is, is too much of a Trump dominated party at this point. And that, that may be true, but it may or may not be true. But I'll tell you what, they're not going to win by not making a case. I can tell you that with 100% certainty. Well, so, and it, it, it kind of seems yeah. like. Yeah, that that they're all uh, running for vice president or a cabinet secretary position uh, in the next Trump administration because uh, Ron DeSantis actually went down right in the polls since the last debate. Yeah. If I'm from yeah, well, that Ron, Ron DeSantis, you know, the problem is Ron DeSantis is a figment of as a presidential candidate is a figment of Rupert Murdoch's imagination. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. I mean, he, he was a governor of Florida. And uh, had been a pretty successful governor to his credit. Um, he's a very pro-environment Republican, Ron DeSantis yeah, in Florida right. as governor. Did a lot of work on, you know, water quality there, which is a huge issue in Florida. Yeah. And uh, the Fox News board, I think, was was looking about for some someone who could get past Trump and they could move on with their business model. And a year ago, they latched on to they latched on to Ron DeSantis. And obviously, no one met Ron DeSantis before they decided this. <laughs> you know, well, and I think that's the I, retail I that's politics. The he's re not an interesting guy. He's not uh, retail politics, which even matters in presidential elections. Right. I mean, you still have to have a personality and you still have to be able to connect, especially in these primaries, especially in places. Well, like. And Iowa. that's where most of these candidates and, and particularly Ron DeSantis's consultant is famous for this. He still believes that the Republican Party is an ideological party. Huh. Yeah, like it used to be. Yeah, it used to it be. It is not an ideological party. It is an entertainment, give them hell, a populist party uh, at the voting base, yep. and they keep misreading that. Most of the field does, and they sit around and ask themselves, "Sorry, they, sorry, sorry." They sit around and ask themselves, "Why, uh, why can't we get any? You know, why, why can't we use this ideological message and get enough traction?" It's because, you know, why, why can't we criticize his character? So, like, why do evangelicals like Donald Trump? Like, yeah, he, that's amazing. Times he paid off a porn star. It's not about ideology anymore. Yep. Yep. It's about entertainment. It's about giving them hell. And and they and they all seem to react by being as boring and inter and as they possibly can be. Well, look at look and at Mike Pence. They wonder why they're not succeeding. It's it's kind of silly, really. Well, look at Mike Pence. And again, uh, according to this is a five thirty eight uh, cumulative poll. Yeah. Mike Pence is at four point six percent. I mean, here is the guy who was Donald Trump's 
loyal vice president. He was the darling of the evangelical movement. The man, no matter what you think about him or say about him, uh, you have to believe his faith is genuine. If I was going to point to somebody uh, to say that this should be the standard bearer of anyone who uh, who considers themselves uh, an evangelical Christian, this is the guy. And look at where he's at in the in the polls in this uh, in this. Right. And a lot of people marvel at that. Like, why is that the case? Well, evangelicals for 50 years, the evangelical movement got was centered around overturning Roe versus Wade. Yeah. And Donald Trump appointed three judges that overturned Roe versus Wade. So you can't you know, I, I would caution people as they look at this from looking at evangelicals and saying that they're not they're not logical. No, they're not. They're saying, look, our experience, our experience was successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The dog caught the car. Right. Right. And now you can say well, whether it's a, is that a moral decision or not is, is a whole other matter. But it's not it's not illogical to look and say, well, this guy, you know, this guy overturned got over versus weight overturned. So we should just ride that horse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the the problem, the problem with that for the Republican Party is what I said earlier, which is that with everyone outside of the Republican base, Donald Trump is the least popular politician in America. And the only politician that might be close or worse, this is where Donald Trump gets lucky, is Joe Biden. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, poll after poll, and we can get into this uh, later in the, uh, after the break, Ryan, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got two candidates who look like they're steaming ahead to be uh, a rematch uh, from, from the last presidential election. Um, and yeah, I, I think most people aren't real excited about either one of them. And people keep talking about age and, and mental capacity. And let's keep in mind that, uh, I don't think there's a lot of, first of all, there's only what three, three years difference between the two men. And, uh, you know, uh, you could make the, yeah, argument. but they look different, right? They do. And, and that's Joe Biden's, and that's Joe Biden's problem is that there's no tactical way around this. Yep. You believe me or you're lying eyes. Yep. Right. All you have to do is watch him walk. He looks like if I blindfolded you, put you in a stranger's house and said, now go find the stairs. That's how he walks. And we all have people in our families, maybe still alive, maybe passed on. We know what this looks like. And we know that it doesn't get better. It gets worse. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing that campaign can do tactically to change anybody's mind about that. On the flip side, here's the problem for Donald Trump, what people aren't thinking about. The entire spring and summer is going to be the OJ trial times five. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 Donald Trump's going to play the OJ role. Maybe he gets out. Maybe uh, legally, I don't know. But it's not going to be it's not going to be good press for uh, for middle of the road voters that will determine the election in Pennsylvania and uh, suburban Milwaukee. That's right. Well, Ryan, if you can stay uh, with us uh, through this break, we'll come back and finish up. Uh, we're visiting with Ryan Horn, GOP political consultant. We'll be back after these messages on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition. We're talking presidential politics uh, with an expert uh, in political consulting, uh, Mr. Ryan Horn, uh, a Republican uh, political consultant uh, from Omaha. And uh, just to remind you, we'd uh, love to have you follow us on X uh, and Facebook. Uh, you can check out, uh, we can have a 
we can continue the conversation after hours. Uh, if you prefer to do that, we sure welcome you to do that. Uh, well, Ryan uh, Horn, welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. And Well, let's wrap up uh, this presidential debate, and then let's uh, switch over to some Nebraska-specific uh, uh, politics. So, uh, as you noted, as a political consultant and an expert, and you, I know you've consulted with many uh, people that have done uh, uh, debates and debate prep through the years, uh, yeah. somebody's got to break through and uh, who who do you see has the best chance of maybe doing by the way i was impressed with nikki haley in the last presidential debate uh who do you see has a chance to break through this uh this quagmire of second bananas and maybe uh give donald trump uh, some competition yeah you know N- N- nikki haley is a talented person the problem is she can't decide who she is yeah uh, one day she'll punch and say Donald Trump raised the national debt by $8 trillion. And then the next day, you know, she'll come out and say, oh, you make excuses for him, right? Like all these guys got to decide what are they, what are they really running for? And, um, and, and see, and see if they can make, make a case for themselves. We'll see if Nikki can do that. She's certainly sharp enough. Yep. Uh, you know, her, her challenges, I think, like you, you look at, you look at national polling and, and between uh, Trump, DeSantis, and Ramaswamy, they're getting about sixty-five or seventy percent of of the party. So she's got to somebody has to do something that makes people stop and look again and say, "Oh, is this the is this the best way? Is this the best way to go to try to beat the Democrats? Is this the best way to go? Is this the best kind of party we should be?" I mean, I I came of age the same way you were, and the idea that you'd have a Republican Party leader who is sympathetic to Russia, wants to cut off funding against yeah. a democracy trying to defend themselves yeah. um, and can't get an appropriations bill through the House. So we'll just shut the whole thing down like that. That would have been crazy talk, uh, you know, 10, 10 in a Republican Party 10 years ago. Um, can somebody make that case or some other case that works that captures people's attention? That's what we'll have to see. Probably not would be my guess. What do you make of uh, of Trump not attending? Again, I mentioned it earlier. I've I've been around the block long enough to know that if you are the front runner, you can tell them all to pop pound sand and not even show up for debates. But uh, is he doing any harm to himself uh, by not showing up for these debates? Uh, no, not at all, because they're not they're not taking him on. So yeah. why would he? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. Well, uh, thank you for that analyzation of uh, the presidential debate. By the way, and Donald Trump is in the debates, right? Yep. He, he's at the debates. His, his, it's called Ramaswamy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to be. Uh, like that guy's just saying Donald Trump Trump's great. And here's the Trump message, and I'll be even better than Donald Trump would be if something, if lightning strikes Donald Trump, right? So Donald Trump is in the debate, essentially. Yeah. Thanks to Vivek. So, yeah. like, there is absolutely no upside for Donald Trump yeah. to, to go there and no downside for staying away so far. Somebody's going to have to try to change that dynamic. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. switch gears a little bit and talk about some Nebraska-specific politics. Obviously, presidential politics uh, matters here in Nebraska, too. But um, mm-hmm. a, a, a blockbuster year next year here in Nebraska. We've got two Senate races. First time, I think, in history that I can remember we've ever had both of those Senate races up at the same time. And then, of course, all three congressional races is up um what do you make of well let's start with uh, the congressional races uh so yeah. far so yeah. far, well, far that, you know and then to segue from the presidential to the congressional you mentioned you know nebraska too has award is awards its own uh the congressional seats award their own electoral yeah. college vote last year and so uh joe biden won it four years ago um because donald trump lost the omaha congressional district by over eight points yeah 
Right. And so that's the danger that I see with Trump. And I think a lot of Republicans see is Republican base voters say, well, he's tied with Joe Biden nationally. I don't care. Show me a poll that's got him tied in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or one in Nebraska, too, or in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. because or in Arizona or in in Georgia. And all those states are trending Democratic under Donald Trump. And we've never seen a poll that shows Donald Trump close to beating Joe Biden there yet. Um, and so nothing else really matters. Right. And 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 you take that home to Nebraska, too. Um, Donald Trump lost it by eight points. That's a pretty tough gap. For someone running for Congress to run, yeah, you're trying to run around ten points or more ahead of your presidential candidate on the same ballot. That is really tough to do in the modern environment. Yep. I think that Don Bacon has done a really good job trying to do that. I think he's represented the district pretty faithfully. Um, he's been arguably the most middle of the road um, voter or uh, vote in the Republican. Uh, delegation in Congress and the Republican conference in Congress right now. The problem is that the most notable reaction to that is the Sarpy County Republican Party <laughs> throws him out of the party. I'm laughing because it is so dysfunctional. Uh, the Lancaster County Republican Party elected, uh, kicked out all of the uh, establishment uh, folks uh, a week or so ago. Right, and right. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. And by the way, for our listeners, uh, Congressman Bacon has agreed to come on a show. I think he's coming on. I forget the exact date sometime uh, next month in October. And of course, Congressman Flood comes on on a regular basis here. So uh, and. Handicap, uh, we got a couple minutes left, uh, Ryan. We're visiting with Ryan Horn, Republican uh, political consultant from Omaha. Um, two, uh, two United States Senate races. Uh, so far, uh, Senator Ricketts uh, doesn't have any announced uh, opponents. Uh, Senator Fisher got an opponent uh, just last week, an independent candidate uh, from Omaha. Dan Osborne uh, has announced his run as as a long-shot uh, David and Goliath independent candidate. Uh, your thoughts on either of those Senate races? Yeah, it's really hard for a Democrat. You know, the Democratic Party generally has become really, um, uh, really illiberally liberal. Right. This whole woke stuff. You're not allowed to think certain things. You're not allowed to say certain things. Um, and, and that, that stuff just does not fly statewide in Nebraska. Um, and then the sort of agricultural interest of the state and the energy where the industry out there is all either energy or ag or both. And they see a Democratic party that is just openly hostile, openly hostile to both of those industries. So it's not all just the woke stuff. It's also dollars and cents stuff. And it just makes it extremely difficult for a Democrat to be competitive. I don't see a Democrat being competitive here. Um, and we have two senators. I think Deb Fisher has been a very good senator. Pete Ricketts is new at it. Nebraska voters will probably just give him a chance to prove himself again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> very good. Well, Ryan Horn, uh, you are always welcome to come back on the show and give us your uh, political analysis of the president. I'm always happy to join you, Dan. Bullhorn Communications is his company. Ryan Horn's his name. Ryan, thank you, my friend. Folks, that's it. We're going to take Thursday and Friday off. We'll see you back here on Monday on 1499.3 KLIN. Sure,